0: Welcome to Replant Bootcamp, the boots on the ground podcast for replanters by replanters with your host, Bob Bickford and Jimbo Stewart here in the trenches with you doing the gritty and glorious work of replanting dying churches. This podcast is sponsored by 180 Digital, the church website and branding partner you need to help move your church forward. Stick around to the end of the podcast for a special offer from 180 for Replant Bootcamp podcast listeners only. Let's do it. Replant Bootcamp. Here we go. Replant Bootcamp. Here we are. Episode one, finally launching on a Monday morning. If it's Monday and you're listening to this, don't quit on a Monday. (laughs) Yes. I remember asking one day, what if you still feel like quitting on Wednesday? Is is it it appropriate to quit then? You may have heard, don't quit on a Monday before. This one launches on a Monday, but the exciting news is this is launch week. We'll have this special one, episode one, on this Monday. And then just a couple of days from now, on Wednesday, we'll have episode two. From that point on, we'll be up, we'll be launching episodes every Wednesday morning, and we'd love to hear from you what your questions are, so we can
1: let you be a part of one of these episodes. Bob, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I was just thinking. I'm glad we're doing this on Wednesday because on Monday, man, I am exhausted from uh, <laughs> Sunday church, the weekend, to meeting with people, you know, preaching. I don't recover like I used to. I'm not as young as I used to be, for sure. So we're glad that we're doing this on Wednesday. I think it'll give guys time to settle in the week. Yeah. And all that.
0: You yeah. So we'll jump in on Wednesday mornings with everybody. I've always felt a little different than most pastors about Mondays. Mondays have always felt like a reset for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if last week was exhausting and difficult, then I, on Monday I get to start over and try again. If last week was great, then on Monday I get to reset and go. But granted, we really Sunday nights, we killed Sunday nights really quickly yeah. at, mm-hmm. at our church. And so Sunday afternoons, I usually come home and we have lunch and then we, rest and i usually fall asleep watching football or golf, take a little nap and then have some family time Sunday evening. So come Monday morning, I'm usually recharged and ready to go.
1: Yeah, that's great. And I think one of the things that's tough for us, so if we have a bad Sunday, we we have to have some routine where we shake that off, right? right. That afternoon or the next morning, we get up and push the reset button. And, and that's really important because sometimes it's really hard for us. If we're dragging leftover baggage from Sunday uh, yeah. into Monday, then we can get in a cycle. Maybe we should talk about that in a future podcast probably.
0: Mondays is not usually when I wanted to quit. I usually wanted to quit on a Sunday. Like, <laughs> like, like before he preached or after? <laughs> uh, depending on the day. Like sometimes before I preached,
1: I was like, I'm just not going to do this. Like. <laughs> oh my gosh. So one time, I don't know what happened. It was like the probably the top five worst sermons I've ever preached at my <laughs> replant. Yeah. Or, or ever in my entire life I've been preaching for a while it was so bad that after the service and we weren't doing like a benediction or anything so after I finished preaching I just went in my office and shut my door and with the lights out and just sat there until everybody laughed. <left. laughs> yep, yep. It, was, it was that bad I was just like oh man yeah it's kind of like the pitcher that comes back from rehab and he gets the uh he gets a home run, hit on him the first inning, and then he beans the next guy in the head. It was kind of like that. <laughs> It was a bad. Day. Yeah, yeah.
0: you're standing up there, and you're preaching, and you're thinking, you look, and you see it in everybody else's eyes. They're ready for you to land the plane, and you <laughs> yeah. really haven't even gotten off the runway. And, and And so you're thinking, how do I present the gospel <laughs> and just leave? Yeah. And just be done well man look I'm excited about episode one kind of just laying the foundation the groundwork I love the term replant and all that comes with that there has been a bit of a confusion and one of the questions I know you get it a lot I get it a lot what is the difference between a replant or a revitalization is there a difference are this are they the same thing as one the other and clarify what is the answer you give mm-hmm. uh, when you when you get that because I I'll usually just say ask Bob whenever I get that <laughs> question so, yeah uh, what is the difference between a revitalization and a replant?
1: Sure. Mark uh, and I were in Florida uh, a week ago today and that was one of the questions we were asked is what's the difference between a a replant and a revitalization so uh, it's an important one. So generally, I think what we say is a, a revitalization is really like a deliberate, dedicated, kind of protracted effort to address the issues of decline and death in the existing church. And so it's not a radical change, but it's, it's this desire to be intentional and to really look at what your church is doing and try to shape the, the trajectory of the church over a long period of time. And a lot of people choose revitalization over replanting because, in essence, revitalization is the least inv- invasive approach. It's the least aggressive it utilizes kind of all the existing resources and structures less change up front you can have the same pastor you know that just gets intentional and builds a group of leaders and, and seeks to revitalize so I think when when a church is really resistant to change and they don't want to do drastic things and they're not willing or unable or for whatever reason don't look for an outside partner to assist them and if if they have enough resources to help them in this effort in other words if you're like three months away from closing, you, you're too, you cannot revitalize, right? And right. so I think one of the things that, that we see that if a church can la- if a church has about, you know, anywhere from three to five years in terms of finances and resources, and there's enough congregation there to move forward, specifically, I think it has to be a multi-generational congregation. One of the things we see is like a decline church, they're monogenerational. They're they're all older. So, man, I remember I was meeting with our, our AMS, D-O-M guy. Uh, we were meeting in a bread company and that's Panera Bread for all of you outside of St. Louis, we just call it the breadco. We were, we were meeting with a church that had seven people, five of them were related. Well, actually all of them were related. Five of them were from one family and then the pastor and his wife made up the other two. Oh, wow! <laughs> wow. Like, so we, we roll into the Bread Co. We, we rolled into the Bread Co. there. He had this big notebook. It was a giant notebook, you know, kind of like I, I would imagine, you know, an NFL receiver or quarterback or running back has, has like all the plays. And so he'd clipped like all of these articles on revitalization and church growth and all this. He just starts telling us what his plan is and turning pages in this giant notebook. And so I was like, hey bro, so help me understand like who's at your church? How many people have come? Well, you know, we had we have seven regularly. Okay, well, how many of them are, you know, live in the neighborhood? Well, none of them live in the neighborhood. So on and on and on. Well, how old are they? Well, our average age is like in the high seventies. And I just was like, bro, I love your passion and your enthusiasm, but it seems to me like you don't have enough folks to revitalize with. And, and so I think that's, unfortunately, churches get down below what we might call a revitalization window and they just don't have enough people and, and resources to, to to make the church uh, thrive again, to, to get out and do the work serving the community. So then I it, agree it, for people in that position.
0: Is the revitalization window, is that a, is that a number of people? Is that a financial number? What, what would be the yeah. characterization of that?
1: I, mean, I think it's all those things. I like to eat. You like to eat, right? Oh man, do I? You, you're a foodie. I think we're both foodies. Yeah. So Yelp is awesome, right? Like I, right. I'm a, follow me on Yelp. I am a Yelp elite here in St. Louis. Ooh, so come on. FYI, just follow me, find me on uh, Yelp, and read my reviews. Sometimes I try to be funny, but anyway, if we go to a restaurant and it's high noon and there are no cars there, and it should be like lunch rush, what do you? What are you doing, Jimbo? You're going to stop in? What are you going to do?
0: No, man. I I I'm probably going to find somewhere else. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so we're, we're going to say, yeah, this place is nothing great. So what happens in, in some churches is it's like that, you know, high noon church time or 1030 or 11 or 45, whatever your Sunday's call, it, you know, all those things. And if they're just not people there, you're the people who are coming from the outside of the community. They, they just sense that something's not right there. And yeah. for you to overcome that, you've got to have, you know, some people to to do the work, to attract people, to serve people, to be ready to staff the nursery, etc. And so what we would say is there's, there's a revitalization window when you you have enough folks who are part of the congregation who can missionally engage with the community, who can do the work uh, serving the church for the glory of God. And if you have enough folks to do that, then you probably are within what we might call a revitalization window. Okay. You get past that, um, you drop down below a certain number uh, where people show up and they're just like, man, there's, n- there's hardly anybody here. There's nothing happening here. It's It's really hard to overcome that.
0: Yeah, so I think, help me understand, So the difference I would see there is between church planting and church revitalization. With church planting, you'll start out with a number that's below that threshold. Mm -hmm. But the difference is everybody in the room is at a church plant. If the church planter has done a good job of casting vision and building his core team, everybody's on the same page everybody is energetic, everybody is committed, everybody is willing to make sacrifices. There's no traditions that they're fighting. And so there's a big difference between having 15 people in the room for a core team and 15 people in the room of a church revitalization.
1: Absolutely. I mean, in a church plant, what, you know, they have the signs everybody's got on the t-shirt, the name tags, there's good music going, they've got some kind of hipster coffee brewing, you know, in the lobby or something. But there's a, There's a sense, there's an entrepreneurial sense of energy and everybody wants to get in on the ground floor of something. And so, yeah, it is a, it's a different culture, it's a different feel, it's a different vibe. You go into a declining church and it's, it's a whole different feel with, with older folks who are sweet and kind and they may be friendly and loving, but, They're just, they're older folks and they're tired. And, and we don't want to diminish the role that an older saint plays in, right. in the work of the, the kingdom of God and the work of the church. They just play a different role. In, right. And so we have to acknowledge that. But I think you go through some windows. Maybe you don't address some issues like there's conflict in the church or something happened or one one situation we, we found out during one of the declines, a pastor and youth pastor stopped talking for about a year or more. And that led to, you know, two seasons of decline when that youth pastor left. And then when the families left who enjoyed that youth pastor's ministry. So we, we say that there's certain windows. And if you miss them and you don't address the issues, then and you drop below a certain number where your folks aren't able to kind of help uh, with a, a renewed focus and a renewed passion to reach the community with the gospel and to be the body of Christ there, then it's hard to, to revitalize.
0: All right, so in one sentence, what would you say is the distinguishing kind of factors, characteristics of a revitalization?
1: Yeah, so I think we we kind of put this math equation together. It's not a math, it's a word math equation, but I think it helps us understand. So a revitalization equals an existing church, plus an existing leader, plus existing structures, plus history and legacy, plus renewed or new effort. And I think that is a revitalization. You could add to that over a protracted period of time.
0: So revitalization is a church that's been in decline. It's the same church. It's the same leaders, same structures, same history, but there's just a renewed effort to realign, get back on mission, tweak things and, and get back where you're supposed to be. Uh oftentimes when I'm talking with a church that's dying or struggling, this I mean, this is what they want to do. And and like you said, sometimes they're below that threshold and, and you can just see it that man, I don't I don't know if the the, the capital, people capital, the financial capital is here to really do that because it's a slower process than replanting. But I always get this response. Have uh, you ever has anybody ever looked at you when you've talked to them and said, I don't think revitalization is going to be the most helpful or viable option for you, but they say, ah, oh, man, but God can do anything. <laughs> yes. And, yes. Uh- he and can so do anything. Yeah. And, and so I, I always feel so unspiritual at that moment of how do I respond? Yes, God can and does do anything he wants to do that pleases him. Uh, what do you, So what do you say to the church, to the pastor that's listening right now, to the church member that's listening right now, and or when you're sitting down in a consult and you've shown them, you've shown them the trajectory, you've shown them, there's just not the stuff here to be able to do that. But their response is, but man, God can do anything. Yeah. How do you respond to that?
1: Yeah, that's uh, for a long time I Really didn't know how to respond. I just struggled, like you. I mean, I kind of wish I was not like an Old Testament prophet and could say, "Thus saith the Lord," you know. But yeah. um, I think um, during somewhere during the season of, of working with the North American Mission Board and our association here, this phrase came came about. And I don't know if it was original or somewhere. Uh, you know, I came up with it, but I said, "You know what? You're exactly right. God can do all things. Um, so revitalization might be possible, but based on what we see with you." Uh, and the condition of your church, it's not probable. Is it possible? Yes, but it's not probable. Based yeah. on, and then that's where, you know, one of the things that's really important for us to do as we consult churches is to give them a snapshot of their life for the, the last 10 to 20 years. 20 years is the best, actually. But if we did a trend line for the last 20 years, what we show is is what it typically shows is a, a decline that goes from the top of the chart to the left, to the bottom on the right. And the stories that, that uh, explain the decline show that that the church has just struggled to really arrest that cycle, that decline cycle. And so that's one of the things we say is, you know, given your past history and given the resources that you have and the folks that you have, is it possible? Absolutely. Is it probable? Not likely. So I think that's one of the best ways to, to approach that question.
0: Okay, so once we get beyond that question, we start talking about the options of replanting, revitalization, existing church, existing leaders, existing structure, history with a renewed effort. What's the difference between that and a replant?
1: Yeah. So one of the things that I, I like to say is I'm a I'm a Mac guy. I'm I have been a, a MacBook guy since I think 2007 when the MacBooks came out. you Remember the plastic ones, the white white ones? And oh yeah. I got, I got one of the black ones. i got the black Mac. I was really excited about that. And I still have that, by the way. And it's really, it's it's still fast. Yeah. Um, It still works. But before then, I was a Windows guy. And I I remember several Windows computers I had would just, for whatever reason, they would just not work. Computer guys would explain it to me and say something was wrong with the hard drive. And I'd have to reformat the hard drive or I'd have to put a new hard drive in. And then I worked tech uh, between uh, a church plant and a youth ministry position. I had a, a corporate Job would have had a name tag and I sat in a cubicle and I did tech work. There we go. Story's going somewhere, I promise. And so so when I was in the cube, uh, I was doing computer support. We had all these things that we said, well, have you tried this? Have you done this? You know, have you closed all your programs, et cetera. But the last Thing we would say to them is you're going to need to do a restart. And remember the control alt delete that would restart yep. a Windows computer. Yep. That's a lot like what a replant is. A, a replant is the approach that you take with the church that has some components that are working, but they're just not working together or they need a complete restart. Yeah. Churches may get to the point where they realize, look, we, we, we can't pull out of this nosedive. Is it possible? Yes. Is it probable? No. Uh, as best we can tell, we, we don't have the energy, the resources, the, the leadership, the insight, the missional connectivity. So we're just going to have to restart this thing. And so really, and that's a courageous decision. So it's a church that decides they're going to close and they're going to relaunch as a new church. And that can take one of many forms a replant from within. So I kind of think that's what we both did where we were called to the church. And then over a period of time, we restarted as a, as a new church with a new face, kind of a new sense of energy and and focus. And that's a really hard one. I call that the Vietnam of replanting. Yeah. Um, That's just, you know, not many guys can do that. It's, it's hard and and it's very low success rate. But another way to to restart a church is to find a church plant that will move in and occupy that facility and and those people join that church plant. That's a great way or a family network church uh, where, you know, you have kind of a regional church that comes in and, and puts a, uh, a an autonomous body there with local leadership or recognized brand. That's a way to restart a church. So there's a number of ways to restart or replant. It's right. kind of a big umbrella, but basically here's what you have. You got a new leader, you got some existing folks. You take, take those folks and that new leader, you create new structures and new approaches. You get new people who come in because they're excited about what's going on or they're called to the ministry and vision. And then you also yeah. have history. You have the history yeah. of the gospel in that location. So I think we overlook, the fact, and this is, man, I certainly did this every, I don't know about your church. Did you guys have a, a library, a church library that had a bunch of old pictures from the, the church? church years no, not old
0: pictures. Things? We just had the, the banker's boxes full of oh. the meeting minutes.
1: So we had that, but we also had somebody, there'd always been a church historian. And so they've taken pictures over the years. And, and that's one of my favorite things. If you go to our church website, you'll see some of those pictures because we have a, a, a story page about our church history. And so we've got some of those pictures. On, on our website. But you'll find some history in a church that, that. And man, I, I hope guys that are listening to this or thinking about replanters. Don't, they shouldn't overlook the fact that that church at some point was used by God in that community in some way. Most every church. I, I, I don't think I've ever run across a church that never had an impact at all. And if you can find that history yeah. and celebrate that, and then don't toss it aside like those, those folks didn't know what they were doing, but build on that and especially if you've got some remaining members who are going to be part of the new replant yeah. if you can validate that and celebrate that and affirm that and really say how how can our church get back to those days when we were seeing god use us in an effective way not doing the same things right the exact same things but how can we get to a place where god can use our church to, to impact the community i think that's awesome so that's that's a, a, what a replant is push the reset button get some new folks in there get some new structures get a new leader get a new sense of how are we going to connect to the community and then build on the history right
0: yeah i uh man i would we we were a replant within that was a campus of another church Man, i see a massive benefit in having another church another organization that partners and helps lead that process uh, so you're not just throwing somebody in all by themselves so i mm-hmm. man i would encourage anybody listening if you're if you're going into it, even a replant from within man talk to your local association talk to somebody find somebody that's going to at least be praying for for you, uh, if not supporting some financially or sending people to help or, or at least just a, a pastor that's going to mentor you, that's going to meet with you once a month and encourage and listen to you. Uh, but don't go it alone. And so with that replant from within, it, that's the one that's kind of closest to the idea of just pure revitalization, it seems, except right. it's that new leader New structures, but it's almost that revitalization where you convince the congru—you have to convince the congregation. We've got to—we got to change a lot of things, some structures, some systems, and right way, way that we do things. So then, this podcast, Replant Bootcamp. Who—who who is this podcast for? Is—is is this going to be helpful for a guy in a revitalization, or is this just for guys in replants? Or who do you think this podcast specifically is going to be most helpful for?
1: Yeah, I think one of the things that's true is re- replanting and revitalization overlap and so if you if you think about a Venn diagram or two adjoining circles that are kind of merged there there are pieces to replanting and revitalization that are far apart but there's a lot of overlap we're dealing with the same sorts of things and the same sorts of challenges so I think it's important first and foremost our our heart as replanters particularly replanters from within we want to talk to the guy that is considering replanting as kind of his first you know that's what he's called to that's what he seeks to do and yeah. and specifically those you know guys that are replanting from within and that's a hard road. Perhaps a guy that is is revitalizing a church that uh, is, you know, like you said, replant the replant from within is closest to a revitalization to get that church in that position where they can move, especially if they don't vote to replant up front and you're kind of working to get there. So a guy that's in a situation like that would probably benefit. But there's a ton of folks who are working with revitalization and talking about revitalization. So I think we, we're different in the, in the sense that we're talking with those folks, those leaders, and perhaps those church leaders who are really working with the church that has to take drastic measures and replant themselves and, and see God do something new rather than a few tweaks here and there. And, and so I think if you're if your church—maybe <laughs> this is what you're saying—if your church is more than just a few tweaks away from being okay— <laughs> we're probably your guys, right? Yeah, like yeah. If, if your church, if your church is about to close, you don't want to, if you would rather drive by the church you're pastoring to attend another church, <laughs> but you still feel called to your church to make yeah. it the church that you want to attend. We're probably your guys. Too, yeah, so. it,
0: it, I love Clifton's quote, you know, recently on his Mondays with Mark, I don't know if we're going to make payroll this yeah. month. Yeah. <laughs> There was no payroll. He's the only one paid on staff, you know. And if there if there's like a concern, uh, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to feed my family. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, then you're probably in a, in a position where maybe we can be helpful. And it's really, yeah, our heart is on this podcast and replantbootcamp.com Is is man, we love the the gospel illustration, the story of a dead or dying church being brought back to life. We talk a lot about it being hard work, but there's something absolutely beautiful about seeing a dead or dying church just being that the Holy Spirit breathing new life, new energy back into that church. All right, so real quick, summary sentence, man. Tell me, what is a revitalization in one sentence? What is a replant in one sentence?
1: Yeah, so revitalization is a deliberate, dedicated and protracted effort to reverse the death or decline of an existing church. That's a revitalization and a replant is a decision to close an existing church and relaunch as a new church with new leadership, new focus, new identity, new approaches, new missional strategy with new people building on the history of the gospel as it was proclaimed in that
0: location. Praise God, man. And and all of those are such a great way of glorifying God. We look forward to more of this, man. Send your questions to us. We'll be back on Wednesday with episode two, excited to be with you uh, again. And from that point on launching every Wednesday morning, Hopefully, we can walk this road with you. Let us know how we can better serve you. Let us know your questions. We always want to thank our sponsor, 180 Digital. Does your church need a new website or a logo? 180 is the ministry partner you need to help move your church forward. They've been working with churches and businesses for over 10 years and have solutions for churches both big and small. They also offer support options to help you run your website. Go to 180digital.com to learn more. Right now, there's a special offer that they're offering just to our podcast listeners, 20% off any website or branding project. Just mention Replant Bootcamp to them, and they'll be glad to serve you in that way. See you guys Wednesday morning.